And now, on Prophetic Faith. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Bear, and tonight we're going into Volume 9 of the Law of Faith. I guarantee you that by now, if you've been tuning in each and every week, your faith is able to move mountains. And that's why we're here, is to strengthen your faith, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Now tonight we're dealing with consistency. Now, if I could tell you the secret on how to receive every single time in your life, and maybe you're watching this tonight and maybe you're saying, I've tried all these things, I've done this, I've done that, but I just can't seem to receive. What am I missing? I guarantee you it's consistency. Now, as you learn in this message tonight, you're going to see the power of consistency. Many people brush it off. They, they don't think it's that significant. But you're going to see in this message, this week and the week coming, you're going to see the power and the effect that consistency will have in your life. The Bible says that Abraham received the promises of God through faith and patience. Let's get into this message right now as it builds your faith, and I will see you at the end of the program. Today, we're learning about consistency, part nine, consistency. Now, this message, I want everybody to give your undivided attention because I'm telling you, it's really going to help you. Because I guarantee you that most of you right now are going through some difficult circumstances. This message is for you. If you're watching this today on Facebook or on television when you see this, this message is for you. And I'm going to show you and teach you today <clears throat> how to always receive what you are wanting in God. But watch this, before we can give the answer, we got to deal with the problem, right? All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house again. It is such a delight. As David said, I rejoice when they said, let us go up into the house of the Lord. It is our privilege to be here, to worship you, Lord, to learn of you, and just to lift you high. I thank you for every person that is here today, Lord. Bless them. I thank you, Father, that you have a word that's going to set them free, that's going to deliver them, and that's going to usher your kingdom into their lives. That's what it's all about. I praise you for this now, and to you be all the glory. And everybody said in Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, Hebrews 10.23, look at this with me. Hebrews 10.23, it says, read this with me, Let us what? Hold fast. Now what does that mean to you? If something's telling me to hold fast, it's not telling me to think about it. Amen. 
I, let me go home and just ponder on it for a little bit and see. What, no, he said, hold fast to the profession of our faith without what? Wavering. For he is faithful that what? So what is our profession? The last word right there. His promise. So let me say this again. What is our profession? His promise. What are we to speak of? What He promised us. Alright, go to the Amplified Version. It says, Let us seize, hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is what? Reliable. And He's trustworthy. And He's faithful to His Word. How many has received a Word from God? You've received a Word. Okay, He's reliable. He's trustworthy to bring it to pass. Okay, so here's the answer. Are you ready? He said, hold fast. He said, hold on tightly to it. Seize it. Don't let go. Turn to your name and say, don't let go. Don't let go of it, okay? All right, so that's the answer, right? What's the secret? Hold fast. Seize it. Don't let go. Hold tightly to it. All right, but what's the problem? So what's the problem? He said to do it, what? Unwavering. Not to waver. What does that word to waver mean? It means to literally go back and forth, right? Back and forth. Hold on to it, let go. Hold on to it, let go. So now, so we've got the answer. He said, you want the promises of God to come forth? He said, hold fast to them. Don't let go of them. Seize them, right? But and how, what's, what's our strength to hold on to the promises of God? What is our energy to be able to hold on to it? It's the, it's the truth that we know that He will do what He said. Can somebody say amen? He will do what He said. So that causes us to be able to what? Hold on. To not lose our grip. Well, where's the problem? The problem is, is that most of the time, why do do we not receive? Because we do this. And then we'll come back again and hold on to it. And then we'll let go. It's back and forth. So any time that we're going back and forth, there's nothing really going on. Does that make sense? If I take off this way, but then I take off that way, but then I take off this way again, I'm really going nowhere. Somebody say amen. All right, so where does faith begin? If you've been here long enough, you know this. Where's faith begin? Where's it at? It's right here. It's not here. No. It's not head knowledge. Faith is where? It starts in the heart, right? The Bible says, with, with the heart man believes. Go to Proverbs 23, 7. Look at what Proverbs says. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, what? So is he. That's who you are. Eat and drink, says he unto thee, but his heart is not with you. So it's not first, watch this, it's not so much first what you're saying. It's what's taking place here. Now, now listen to me. All right, so this simply means this right here. You ready? It simply means in your heart is where you make up your mind. How many has ever said that? I've made up my mind. Bless God, I've made up my mind. This is what I'm going to do. That's what that means. 
He says, whatever you decide in your heart to do, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. You've made up your mind. Not here. You've made up your mind here. So in other words, I want you to think about it like this. Okay, so before any confessing, before any acting upon the Word, what did you do first? You and the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you had a council meeting. You had a council meeting in your heart and this is what you said. Bless God, this is what I'm going to believe. And the Spirit of God says, this is what you should believe. Look what the Word says. Yes, that's right. This is what I need to believe. Okay, I've made up my mind. This is what I'm going to believe. God said He would do this, so I'm going to trust Him on it. Before you ever said anything, before you ever acted on anything, all of this took place where? In the heart. So that you've already you, you made up your mind at that meeting. That's what you did. So then what happened? You began to speak about it, right? You began to speak about it. Then the time came where you began to talk about it, right? So what? You spoke what you believed, but what went wrong? Where did we fail at? If manifestation didn't come, then where did we fail at? Matthew 13, 20, 21. Look at what Jesus says right here. He says, but he that received the seed into the stony place. Now, how many's, how many's ever heard of the story of the scattered seed? Oh, of course you have. What is that dealing with? What is the soil? Your heart. Okay, what is the seed? The word. All right. So he said, yet they had a council meeting in their heart. They heard the word, and with joy, that word anon is joy. They rejoiced with joy, and they received it. So they received a word from God. This is what God said He'll do. In your heart, you had that counsel me, and you said, Oh, this is lovely. This sounds good. This is awesome. I'm going to believe this, that God is going to bring this forth into my life. Next verse for me, Dave. All right, then he says, Yet hath he not root in himself. But endures what? For a while. For a little bit. Okay. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the what? It's not because of you. Somebody say amen. I'm going to say this real quick. And most of you are going to be shocked. That the devil doesn't have a bullseye just on you. It's not about you. It's about the words that God said. He, he's out to hurt him. Now, now, don't misunderstand me. He knows the way to hurt God is to hurt you. But he's after the word. Because any war is fought after what? The spoils. The word is the treasure. Alright, so persecution arises for the word's sake... And by and by, after some time, he's what? Say that with me again, he's what? He's offended. It's not somebody receiving the word and saying, Oh, I'm going to believe this. Oh, this sounds so good. I'm going to trust in this. That's not the key to victory. I'm going to ask you a question today. Do you have stony faith? Do you have stony faith? What do I mean by that? Meaning that you believe and you confess and you act upon the Word, 
But when you begin not to see anything moving, you don't see anything changing, nothing seems to get any better, you do this. It's not that you didn't, it's not that you don't believe God and you didn't receive the word joy. He said you did. It's not any of that. It's just the fact that you begin to waver. What did he say? He said, hold fast without what? That means hold fast without letting go of it. 50 times. Okay, so watch. So stony people receive what God says with joy and excitement. But then, watch this. When they begin to go through some tough times, some pressures, that's when, watch this, that's when they begin to let go of it. And I'm going to deal with that in detail, and I'm going to help you today. Remember this right here. The law of faith works by showing you spiritual things that could manifest in your life if you believe. Would you agree with me, right? That's how faith works. God gives you a glimpse of what could be in your life to give you encouragement to go after that, right? All right. But watch this. Fear uses natural things. Somebody say natural. Meaning what you see, what you feel around you, natural things to present terrible things that could happen by your actions. Now, I told you these two things for a reason because this is good. All right, so faith shows you a glimpse of what could be, right? You, you blessed, healed, delivered, you know, uh, whatever you're desiring in God. That's what faith shows you. But fear also shows you terrible things could happen, the what-ifs, if you step out. Is that right? That's what fear does. Okay, so look at verse 21 one more time. He says, yet... He has no root in himself, but endures for a season, for a little bit. But when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, he is offended. He gets offended. When they look around and they see nothing happening, I've been speaking the word, I've been confessing, I've been being faithful, I've been doing all these things and nothing is changing and nothing is uh, uh, beginning to move in my life. When they begin to look around at all these things, the Bible says that they get offended. I've been paying my tithes. I've been doing this. I've been helping people. I've been trying to be faithful to the church. I've been speaking the word and nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. What, what's rising up? You can feel it. Offense. Now, what does that word offended mean? I'm so glad you asked me. Watch this. In the Greek, listen to this. This is what it means to be offended. To cause a person to begin to distrust or desert one whom he ought to trust and obey. To cause to fall away, to become passive. Alright, so they were so they were quoting the word, they were standing on the word. Bless God, this is what God is going to do in my life, and I'm holding on to this, and I'm not letting go of it. Well, guess what? Persecution comes for the word's sake. The enemy begins to challenge that word and he begins to make it look like as if it's not doing a single thing. He wants to make you look ridiculous. He wants to make you look like you're living in la-la land. How many knows what I'm talking about? 
He wants you, he wants you to look like a fool in front of everybody. You, you saying you believe in this, you saying that God's gonna do that, and it looks absolutely nothing like what he said. So after a time and after a season, the Bible says that we become offended. What does that word offended mean? It means that we begin to distrust what we were once holding on to. So simply put, the Bible says, when we begin to look around and see no results, we begin to let go of that word. We let go of it. We, we stop confessing. We stop acting on that word as if it's true. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? That means this right here. You ready? That means that you had another council meeting. Now, where's this council meeting taking place? Here. Right? So at first, it was just you and the Spirit of God on the inside of you in the Word. Right? You all had a council meeting. This is what I want to do in your life. This is what we were going to believe. This is what we're going after. And you went after it. You were speaking about it. You were confessing it. You were acting on it. Right? You were believing it. But then, here's what happened. Watch this. How does offense come? How do you come to the place where you're no longer holding fast? Let me tell you what. All right, you have another council meeting in your heart. And this time, you not only invite the Holy Spirit and the Word, you invite the circumstances. And you get their opinion. And you, watch this, you try to equal out and equate whether God is going to do what He said based off of what the circumstances are saying. Somebody say amen if you're with me. You begin to look at your circumstance and say, hey, is God going to do what He said? Is this word really true? Is it really coming to pass? Now, what do you think your circumstances are going to tell you? Huh? What do you think they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you, no, they're not. This is not working. You need to give up. You need to let go of this. And this, watch this. This is when the devil comes in. And he says something like this. You ready? He'll say something like this. He'll say, I, I know you've been walking by faith. and you know, I know you've been quoting scripture and all this stuff. You, I mean, you didn't, you've been kicking yourself up and, and, and just pushing and driving. But now it's time to put all that stuff away. Because look around. Look around. You're going to have to deal with this. Nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. Now, I, that was all cute and everything you did with faith. But now it's time to get back to reality you got to face this stuff. Is that not what he does? I know you're getting super spiritual and really excited about the Word and all that, but look here. Things are getting worse. It's time to get serious. Right? So what do people do? Oh, oh, yeah. They snap out of it. Quit quoting that word. And they quit seeking God. Because it's, hey, these, these troubles, they're not going anywhere. You're going to have to deal with them. 
right? You're going to have to face them. We can't keep playing patty cake anymore. This stuff's getting worse. This is the thing. This is the language that the enemy talks. And watch this. It'll pull you right out of holding fast to your confession. Just that quick. You'll let go just like that. You'll get offended. What does the word offended mean? It's not always that you get mad. I can't believe that God's not doing it. No, it's not always that. What did it say? Sometimes offense just means you no longer trust in it. Well, yeah, that confession stuff I was doing, it was cute, but it's not working, so I need to get back to business. So then you let go. I'm trying to show you where the air is. Because people say, I'm not receiving, I'm not receiving, I'm not receiving. Well, we got to stop and think about it. He said, hold fast without wavering. That means not letting go. How many times are you letting go? How many times are you coming off of that confession? How many times, watch this, how many times at one moment, one moment in your life you're saying what God said, but then at another moment you're saying what the enemy said, or saying what is, right? So watch this, when this takes place, it is no longer what God said, it is now what is. You speak what is, you believe what's going on, and you act upon what's going on. Now, hold on. All right, so watch this. Why is this happening? Is this happening? Well, now watch, I'm going to help you now. Is this happening because of a lack of faith? Because that's what the enemy wants you to think. Your faith's not working. You don't have enough faith. It's not working. No, or watch this. Is it happening the way Jesus said? It's happening for the Word's sake. I don't know why this trouble is happening in my life. I don't know why these circumstances are unfolding in my life. I don't understand it. Well, what kind of word did God give you? He gave me some great word. He gave me some, I mean, just incredible stuff. Well, guess what? Incredible stuff is going to be having incredible pressure with it. This is not to scare you. This is not to uh, dishearten you. No. This is to make you see something right here. That the enemy... Praise God. Have you made up your mind? Because I'm telling you, that's what it takes. So as you watch this message, now you, your eyes are open. You begin to see. It wasn't that you weren't confessing. It wasn't that you wasn't standing on the Word. It's that you stopped confessing. Or should I say, you changed your confession. It's that you came off the Word. It's that you were going hard for a little while, but then you backed off. See, consistency is day in, day out, being about faith, walking by faith, and as the Bible declares, living by faith, that's got consistency written all over it. You see, so many times when the pressure comes, people back off. And the Bible promised us the Bible said that persecution would come for the Word's sake. So what goes on? We stand on the Word, we confess, we, we stand our ground, we say this is what we believe and this is what we're sticking to, and then lo and behold, what happens? Great pressures come. 
troubles come. Now why? Because the enemy tests the word. He tests the faith that you have on that word. He's going to see, are you going to stand on it or are you going to back off? And for most people, and we've all done it, I've done it myself, we back off the word. Let me tell you something right now. It's not if you go hard for a little while. It's if you finish the whole entire thing. Only then do you receive. So it doesn't matter if I was quoting scripture for a little bit, or if I was standing on the word, or if I was walking by faith for a little bit. If I'm no longer doing that, guess what that means? I am not consistent, I'm inconsistent. And that guarantees me that I will never receive what God has for me. I pray that this message has really blessed you tonight. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you have boldness. Now the Bible says that this boldness that we can have in God, it comes through the power of His Spirit on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost gives us boldness to stand on God's Word. Even though it may look like nothing is working all around us, we are going to be unmovable, unshakable. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up every single person that is watching tonight. Lord, I speak boldness come upon them right now, Father. Let them tap into that power that's on the inside of them. Let them see right now, Father, that their source, their supply, it's not around them. It's not the conditions around them. It is on the inside of them. Father, I pray right now that they tap into that power that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or think, that they will be unmovable and unshakable. And through faith and patience, they will receive, they will receive what you placed on the inside of them. I thank you for this now, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Listen, I want to take this time to thank our faith partners. Those of you who take time to write letters to us, I read every single letter that you that you write unto us, and I want to tell you thank you for that. Those who partner with this ministry financially, not just by prayers, but financially, I want to thank you for your partnership. You help us do this every single week. Every single week, you help us get this word of faith, which Paul said, the word of faith that we preach to as many people as we possibly can. So I want to thank you again. And if you want to pray about becoming a faith partner, come and partner with this ministry. We are good soil. And as you can, and as you know by now, that if you sow into good ground, harvest always comes. So the harvest is yours. Until then, keep walking by faith. We'll see you right here next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at AccelerateFaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at AccelerateFaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. 